Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. RCMP Chief Superintendent Chris Leather testifying for a second day on Thursday before the Mass Casualty Commission said in his view there was political interference at play when RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky insisted police re- release detailed information on the firearms used by Gabriel Wartman in that April 18, 2020 mass shooting in Nova Scotia during which 22 people were murdered. So directly challenging Bill Blair. Uh, Chief Superintendent Leather also testified federal lawyers advised him not to speak about a call he received from Commissioner Lucky to that effect. The federal lawyer in question testified she did not ask Chief Superintendent Leather to, quote, not speak about it and uh, not speak the truth, end quote. She said she thought Leather was in possession of a document which may contain privileged information. Okay, then. Okay, then. Tim Mills, former Nova Scotia RCMP ERT tactical team leader, uh, he was on duty the night of April 18th, uh, 2020. And uh, Mr. Mills has been on this program with us before. Much appreciate him coming back on. After 29 years, he left the RCMP over what ensued after that night and uh, how unsupported his team was by uh, senior brass at the RCMP. Tim, thank you for coming back on. How do you see and assess what's happening now as far as testimony by senior RCMP officers at the Mass Casualty Commission is concerned is going on? Still, It still centers on whether the commissioner expected the public to be informed of the types of weapons used by Wartman to further the objectives of the federal liberal government to ban certain firearms in this country. How do you see what's going on? Well, thanks for having me back, Roy. Uh, yeah, as I said last time, I don't know, six weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, you know, I believe the evidence uh, is going to show that Darren Campbell is telling the truth. And, you know, I'm a little bit surprised uh, Chris Leather did, you know, admit to this and, and stick to the truth. Uh, you know, with dealing with the Chris Leather directly after Portapic. Um, he appeared to be a company man. Um, he stood the ERT team up two weeks after Portapic. We, we tried to have a meeting with him because we had heard, heard nothing from any upper management. And he stood us up. And uh, so then another six week, weeks went by after that. And so it would be two months. And we had another meeting we scheduled. And uh, he did meet with us. And, you know, he did apologize. And he, and he did try to make amends uh so a little bit of uh you know um respect uh, was was back there but not much but you know so when he actually uh did speak up and support darren campbell it was a little bit of surprise but you know i i do think he redeemed himself a little bit in my books uh, i'm glad he did it uh and uh spoke the truth yeah, so if we if we can talk about Inspector Campbell for a moment, the Justice Department of this country withheld pages of notes for months from Inspector Campbell, and opposition parties are saying this was done because the notes' contents would be detrimental to the federal government. It's quite alarming, Tim, if the inquiry into the mass murders of 22 people in Nova Scotia has to subpoena the federal government for information from an RCMP inspector that should have been available to the inquiry on day one, or am I missing something? No, I mean, that's pretty obvious. And when I gave my testimony or my interview to the Mass Casualty Commission way back in September 2021, you know, the Government Canada justice lawyers were there in the room at the time. And, you know, I, I brought up at the time about 
corruption. I mean, the RCMP had this, what they called an issues management team working out of the H Division headquarters in Nova Scotia. And two husbands were on that team, uh, you know, one of the CEO, the commanding officer, Lee Bergerman, and one of the chief superintendent in charge of Halifax District, Janice Gray. And I pointed that out and I said, you know, that's not even like, you know, like stupid. That is pure corruption. You don't have husbands on the team, uh, on this issues management team, when their wives were directly involved and, and there were issues with the wives and, and how they handled it. And I, I said right during my interview, that that's corruption right there. So that it doesn't surprise me that they tried to get Chris Leather to, you know, hide this or, or not volunteer it at least. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and they withheld the notes uh, for, from Darren Campbell. Yeah. Is, is, is this, what's, what's your sense of, what's your view of the inquiry? We're going to be talking with uh, Scott McLeod in just a couple of minutes, who you know well. Um, is this inquiry permanently off course? Is it intentionally off course? Was it ever intended to be on course? Well, I've said it right from the start. During my interview, during my testimony, I think this is just to appease, you know, the public, the families. The, you know, nothing ever changes with these, you know. And I don't know if they were inquiries or, or reviews or whatever for Mayor Thorpe and, and Moncton, but I state it. Nothing changes. Nothing, you know, becomes any better. They have these basically to keep, you know, the public somewhat quiet and think something's being done. And then we never see changes uh, after the fact. I mean, very minimal so, you know, whatever is brought to light, uh, I know there's been, you know, studies done and business cases submitted on helicopters and, and bodies and resources, and, and none of that ever comes, you know, to fruition. So I just think it's uh, just lip service. Yeah. So I don't know if I should ask you this or not, but don't answer if it's if you don't want to. Um, what do you make of this whole issue about the commissioner's call days after the shooting to a, to a group of RCMP officers, including uh, senior officers like Inspector Darren Campbell. And now, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about that and what she says she said and says she didn't say and what others are saying she said. What do you make of this? I think it's pretty simple to myself. I mean, what we've been through as Canadians for the last two and a half years and uh, what's been going on and I think it's uh, civil disarmament. They want to take guns away from law-abiding citizens and try to convince, uh, you know, the Canadian public that guns are bad when it's criminals that are committing these offenses. And I just, you know, Trudeau's been called a dictator and a tyrant by five or six European Union uh, members of parliament. I truly believe he is. And, uh, you know, they want to get guns out of law-abiding citizens' hands so he can do what he wants to do. Do, do you um, do you have any regrets about you know twenty nine years? You were a frontline officer. You were the ERT unit was also in uh, in Moncton for that terrible shooting, and you were on the front lines in on April eighteenth, twenty twenty. Um, twenty nine years an officer, uh, frontline officer in the RCP on the front line of the front line. Do you have any any regrets about leaving when you did, Tim? I I'm asking you questions I probably shouldn't ask, but. You know, I, well, you were always there. You were When the shooting started, you were there. Yeah, I respect that question. I don't have any regrets. I, I do, you know, I miss the guys. I miss the work. I, I enjoy that type of work. Uh, you know, sometimes I felt bad, you know, leaving 
because of the guys I was working with. Uh, but, you know, my only regret is, I guess, not leaving sooner, like not leaving before this and not seeing how abused we were and, and taken for granted we were and not realizing that, hey, I'm just a number here and, and, and finding a better job well before that. So that I guess that would be my only regret. But no, I don't regret my career or anything I've done with the RCMP. And you weren't, you told us before, that after the shooting, after the night, April 18th, 2020, you weren't respected, you weren't dealt with uh, respectfully by senior officers, you and your team. Well, no, as I said before, uh, you know, we've been fighting for two and a half years to, to have our voices hear, heard and have this investigated, uh, how we were treated afterwards. And it finally is being investigated. I was contacted, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in that system either. And I mean, it's... You know, it's just to finally have someone say, yeah, you know, what you guys are saying is the truth. And I mean, I know nothing will come of it. I don't expect anything to come of it. But just for someone to say, yeah, you guys are telling the truth and they're the ones that are lying. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.